let's talk some more about the softer side of retirement, like finding meaning and purpose and fulfillment in retirement with my buddy, Kevin Lyles. Today is part two of two of my previously recorded chat with him in this, the 79th episode of the Retirement Planning Education Podcast. Welcome to the Retirement Planning Education Podcast, where you can learn all about IRAs and Roth IRAs, employer retirement plans, taxes, social security, Medicare, portfolio withdrawal strategies, annuities, estate planning, and much more. And now here's your host, Andy Panko. That's me. That's Fat Albert, everyone. Thank you, as always, for listening to Retirement Planning Education, the podcast, that is. So today is part two of two of my previously recorded discussion with Kevin Lyles, a retiree who is living the dream, walking the walk. He is a uh, retirement planning coach, which is his encore career after a uh, decades-long career in corporate law. And he came on my Facebook group, which at the time was called Taxes and Retirement, now since rebranded Retirement Planning Education, uh, a couple years ago, more than that, actually, when I was still doing weekly live videos, often with special guests, to talk about the softer side of retirement. Because as all of you who are in the group know, the group is heavily focused, and my, my focus has historically been on the financial aspects, tax things, investment things, social security things, pension things, Medicare things, all of which are tremendously important. But as important, if not more important in many cases, is the softer side, the non-financial things, the like the where are you gonna live? Who are your friends gonna be? What are you gonna do to fill your days? What's gonna be your new identity? Because oftentimes your identity is tied up in your job for better or worse. And when your job goes, often your identity goes with it, unfortunately. So retirement could be very difficult if you don't have a plan for the non-financial stuff. Most people have some sort of plan for the financial stuff, but the, the non-financial is an afterthought if they even think about it at all. So uh, the goal of having Kevin on and to replay it for you all now is to just sort of get across the importance of the the softer non-financial side and some of the things to consider which is which is really great food for thought if you are in or near retirement or even far away from retirement these are still things to keep in mind don't just plan about investments and saving rates and blah 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 and asset allocation yes that's important this stuff is important as well so i'll quit blabbering i realized in the intro to the last week's episode i blabbered more than i probably should have but hey such as me so uh, I will cut it here. And this is the second part of the uh, chat with Kevin Lyles from about two and a half years ago, I think it was. There's lots of good questions laced in from people in the Facebook group at the time. So um, it, it was a video and audio replay, uh, you know, live episode. So some of it might be a little lost on you all he only hearing the audio version of it. But uh, I think it is all still helpful and relevant. And, um, you know, there, there shouldn't be too much loss in translation because uh, now I'm just using the audio version of the uh, video we did back in back in the day. So without further ado, part two of my chat with Kevin Lyles. Uh, quick, quick, um, maybe a bit of a sidetrack, but I, I thought this was a good one. So I want to get it up here before I skip over it. Uh, sitting right on the fence. I love my job, but also would like more time off. How, this, this is a big one. How do you know when it's time to pull the trigger? <laughs> First, you ask Andy and he'll tell you <laughs> if you can. <laughs> no, I, I think what is great is it where you are is is it possible to cut back on the amount you're working you say you want more time off one of the benefits i think of the work from home over the last year is employers have learned flexibility mm -hmm. and and let's be honest a lot of businesses are down and therefore having someone cut hours might actually be a good thing for the business. You may just want to stay on enough hours to keep your skills sharp, 
keep your health benefits, whatever, but yeah. then you can sort of ease your way into retirement. So I like that idea. Okay. Um, here, here's another interesting one, I guess, along same lines, perhaps. Could you propose a deceleration plan at work to get the best of both, right? Like, That's what we know, did. Glide into it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So let me just... Um, and I can tell you, by the way, I've I've heard several stories from our members in the club of people who've done just that. Uh, occasionally, those stories, no, the employer said no, but more often, employers are saying yes to those kind of plans now. So, yeah. And there's a few people ask about the club. So we'll save some time at the end. We'll figure, you know, typically these run about an hour, so 10, 15 minutes or so. We'll uh, carve out some time just to discuss that and how people can you know, get in touch with you if, if they want to after this. Uh, is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. All right. A uh, handful of other comments here. We'll, we'll leave them batched up. But, you know, uh, more on retirement reimagined that uh, you'd like to run through? Well, I'd go over some what uh, makes a successful retirement. Five, five traits. Yep. Positive emotion, having a positive attitude about life, about retirement, about aging. Those are the, the big ones you've got. Engagement. And this is what I say. You need to get involved in something. It certainly doesn't have to be a job, but it needs to be something that you that is meaningful to you and that gets you in gear, that you're committed to, that you have goals around having that engagement. Meaning or purpose, you know, that's that's the big one. You need to have a sense of fulfillment based on what you're doing every day, a sense of accomplishment, achieving something. That's where jobs are good for that, right? We get, we get evaluations, we get compensation increases, we get attaboys. That's a sense of accomplishment. You need to have that in retirement. Maybe it is winning, you know, the, the largest potato in at the county fair. <laughs> you can tell I'm from Ohio, uh, <laughs> but it's some sense of accomplishment. And, and getting that. And then finally, and the most important is positive relationships. You need to get rid of toxic relationships. Uh, I, I deal with folks sometimes who have lost their job and 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 often as a result of, you know, a plant closure or something like that. And too often they're getting together with their for, former colleagues and sort of having a bitch session, right. just griping yeah. about what what they hated about the company, how they were mistreated. That's not healthy for you. Have healthy relationships, have people that encourage you about the next step in life. Yeah. Now, now how do people work towards positive. those? So, um you know, someone has this list in hand. Okay. Positive attitude. Sure. I can control that. Do something engaging. Sure. Uh, you know, easy enough to control meaning and purpose. Uh, people can probably figure that out. Positive relationships. Uh, that, that's a tough one in all stages of life. So how, what do you recommend to people who, I guess, twofold, either they don't know they have a bunch of toxicity around them or they do and not quite sure what to do with it because it's their friend from that's right. 50 years, right? So how do you approach that? Yeah, well, the first thing you do is you look in the mirror and make sure you're not the source of the toxicity. <laughs> All okay? right. And, and you'd be surprised at how many people who are their own worst enemies. But, but, but do, do they not know it when that's the case, though? Oh, well, no. They think they think they are their anger, their resentment, their hostility is entirely uh, warranted right. and appropriate for whatever the situation was. And it's just not 
whether it is warranted or not doesn't matter. It's yeah. it's unhealthy to you, and it probably will keep you from having some of those positive relationships. But to answer your question, if you have a friend who is that way, is negative about everything, well, as a friend, you should try to help them change their attitude, right? That's yeah. part of being a friend. But if if that doesn't happen, at some point, you have to sever those ties. Doesn't have to be a formal declaration. We are no longer friends, right. but you need to stop spending time with that person. You need to make excuses when they want to get together and get together with a group of people who will add to your life and not detract from it. Yeah. And and I guess this this will depend where you live and I don't know, you know, networks and things around you. But how do you go about doing that? How, how do you? find, foster, uh, you know, build social connections that, that otherwise happen just organically from being at work? Uh, you know, presumably you go after your hobbies or, or common interests or things like that, or does it really all depend what sure, works for you? Absolutely. You know, if, if you go do the kinds of activities that you most enjoy, you'll find other people with common interests. One thing I found in retirement, and, and I, it surprised me a little, is how easy it is to make friends. You might think, well, but you don't have as much connections or reasons to be together. But guess what? All the other retirees are in the same boat. And so I find people very receptive to forming friendships. You know, I picked up uh, since I moved to Florida, pickleball, the sport of of retirees in Florida. Now it's overtaking tennis courts are being paved under for pickleball courts in Florida, but I have a group of friends I play with and, and, you know, you get to know them and then you go do other things. And so I find retirees a very receptive group to do that. Another thing are the over 55 retirement communities. You know, those are people who have moved into an area because they want to develop new relationships and activities and everyone who moves there has the same objective in mind. So yeah. Yeah. I, I find it to be easier than you would think, but you do have to get out of the house and go do things. Right. You got to put in the effort. Yeah. It's funny about pickleball. So yes, playing pickleball is great, healthy, fun, meet many good people. And, and I've noticed in clients I work with, uh, when I was in high school in the nineties, you know, pickleball was one of the electives in gym. Outside of that, I've never once seen or heard of pickleball until the last couple of years <gasps> seems to be increasing exponentially in popularity. And I guess to your point, you know, it's taken over. Yeah. So well, I would think it ought to be required uh, sport for a retirement planner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Just looking what else here. Handful of comments. There's a, a funny comment here about cleaning the house. Where was it? Okay. <laughs> I thought my house would be cleaner, but it ends up that it wasn't my job. That was the issue. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, we do learn about ourselves in retirement. We have more time to reflect on our own flaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, here's something that's probably fairly common. What if all your friends are still working? I don't live in a retirement community, so I'm concerned that there will be no one to play with. Yeah, and and that's that's part of needing to figure out what new activities you're going to add to your life that's going to replace work. Uh, A tip about your old work friends, I still go see, get together at lunch with my old work friends who are still working. We still will do a golf trip every now and then. This past year has been a little difficult, but we actually managed to get one trip in. Uh, 
everyone wearing masks, but we at least got to see each other. Right. But that and so that's those friends. But what you really need to focus on, I think, as a retiree is what are your new activities going to be and who are your new friends going to be from those? Okay. And that's how you do it. You you don't get rid of your old friends. They fade and become less important and you get new ones. Right. This question's a little specific to international, but I, I anecdotally, it seems like it's a more common trend. So uh, people are retiring overseas. You don't really have any network. You may even have issues with the language. Uh, Mexico, for example, a- any unique ideas for, for being abroad and building a network? Yeah, hopefully you're somewhere near a pretty good expat network of people. I mean, the way most people do go overseas where other Americans have gone mm. and because that's how they heard about this is a great area. So you can get together with them. Again, don't just cling to the old, though. Embrace the new. And yeah. so learn the language. Uh, learn the traditions in Mexico. Get together with with Mexicans and and. Yes, I have. Yeah. Um, just quickly, let, let, let's wrap up on pickleball. So Jane Nadler asking, what is pickleball? Um, it's just like a, a less intense tennis, right? <laughs> is, that, is that a way to put it? It is tennis on a smaller court. The ball is a wiffle ball, so it doesn't bounce as fast and as hard. But it is a it is a great it's a great sport for retirees or non-retirees. I just I really enjoy it. Yeah, uh, we play. I play with our children and really enjoy it. Cool. And I guess it's a bit of a misnomer because there's no pickles involved, unfortunately, right? There are no pickles. <laughs> Although my son and his wife have a pickleball shirt with a big dill pickle they had put on the on the T-shirt. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, comment. I have not wanted to move into a retirement community because I feel like the diversity of different age groups and being around younger people. So interesting sort of personal story. My, my mother, also in New Jersey, considering moving to Arizona to one of the, um, I don't know if it's over 55. Uh, there's different kinds, right? There's over 55, over 62. Right. I'm, I'm not sure. But um, she looked at a few different communities, and that, and that was one of her concerns. She'd be on the very young end of the typical, uh, typical people there. So she's trying to sort of you know, shop around and find somewhere with a slightly smaller or lower average age. Um, advice or recommendations for, for, you know, alternatives or what to do here. I I feel like this, this listener, I, I, a retirement community right now doesn't appeal to me either. Uh, so maybe if you like being around younger people, maybe a college town, if you want to move at all, I mean, you don't have to move. It's a, as, as we mentioned earlier, it's a huge decision. There's lots of aspects to it, but if you want diversity of age, move to a college town. In most cases, a lot of state universities, you can audit classes for free if you're over 60. Uh, go go onto a college campus. You'll be with younger people. That'll keep you young. And uh, I like the diversity of different age groups as well, although I now in Florida, it's harder to find than when I was in Ohio. Just it, it tends to be, right. especially this time of year, there, it's an older population. But I, I know what you mean. And yeah. retirement community is not for everyone, but the people who do like retirement communities, love them. I mean, it, it, you know, for some people, it's the ideal solution. They just rave about it. 
Is it like going on cruises? You either love cruises or hate them. There's no one that's in between about cruises. That's that's a good analogy. Yeah. And we're we're a cruising family. We like to go on cruises. But I know people that no chance am I going to be on a boat for all day and night. So I guess kind of related thought to this retirement community. Uh, The other thing that is healthy is to socialize with all age groups. I also think it's important to keep up with the latest technologies as a way to keep up with the times. Absolutely. I I completely agree. That's one of the things we do in the Rock Retirement Club is we have technology lessons. Uh, This year has been it was real important. Right. Everyone had to learn. My my wife's grandmother, who is one hundred and four, learned how to do FaceTime. (laughs) We could no longer be with her in person. And so. But, yeah, I think that's important. It's important for number one, it'll make your life a lot easier if you can do it. But two, it's it's how you feel about yourself. And if you feel like you're outdated and you can't manage to get onto a computer or whatever the newest technology is, then you're not going to have a healthy feeling about yourself. Uh, One good thing to do, and and this was something we did a a grandparenting session uh, with with some of our retirees. And they said, well, that's how I get my grandkids to come over is I'll have them come over and help me reset the DVR. <laughs> I guess DVRs are even a thing of the past now. I'm I'm dating myself. Yeah, that helped me rewind my VHS tapes. Yes. <laughs> uh it, let, let me turn this around on you uh briefly. So, you know, you're you're walking this walk. You've been there. You're going through it. We think what's the best way to phrase this? I guess what's the best and worst part about your retirement or even like you know, what, what did you find the most unexpected or just kind of in going through the journey? Sure. You know, what's your take on it? The best part to me is I have to do very little that I don't want to do. OK, I mean, quite honestly, if you think about and, and some people are more fortunate than others. But, you know, there there obviously are parts of everyone's jobs they don't like. Hmm. If I don't like it now, I don't do it for the most part. I mean, other than right. You know, there are some family response obligations and household chores. But to me, it's that freedom we talked about. And, I, and I'm still learning. I, I haven't I, I, I'm not graduated yet in yeah. the retirement. I'm still learning. And I really do have a vision that I'm going to be a different person five years from now than I am today. And I'm trying to direct my life in a way that gets me to where I think I want to go. But I'm I'm open to new opportunities and ideas. Yeah. Cool. And, and what did you find? Um, what were you most surprised by or, or you know, didn't expect? It, it, we touched on it earlier. I, I expected to have a lot more free time mm-hmm. and I find that I'm busier than I thought I would be. But when I reflect on it, it really is things expand how much time you give them. You know, you you go to a lunch with a friend. You don't go. You're not back at the office in 45 minutes. Yeah. You take an hour and a half or two hours to do that. So it, it it's not a bad thing, but it did surprise me that, like I say, if I schedule three things in a day, my day is completely full. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, it's just I don't know if the, the tasks expand to fill the time that you have to do them. But right. I thought I would have a lot more free time. And I've I've found I have to manage my time a little bit better to not feel that I'm I'm missing out on free time. Right. A uh, quick, quick, fairly technical question about, um, you know, tech lessons. So uh, let me bring this up. Join late 
uh, apologize. I really wish I could better support my parents as they increase their tech skills. There are a whole host of entertainment, educational, and social resources if I can help them. I'm working and just can't take their calls on the fly. That said, I know someday my technical skills will be antiquated and I will need the same assistance. Um, again, pretty particular, but any sort of recommendations for uh, resources or places to go for people who want to uh, learn or, or build their, their tech skills? You know, I nothing. Go to the Genius Bar at an Apple store. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, that's that's where I go when I need help because I'm an Apple person. Yeah, uh, I I don't. I know one of the things we touch on in the club, and I don't have any at the ready because I it's not been an issue I've dealt with much. But there are a lot of sort of online resources for technical help and things, and so maybe if your parents are at least you know using Google, maybe. Yeah point them towards that and and maybe it's to talk to them to make it sort of a challenge for them in other words you can figure that out mom you know and and let them do it and get a sense of accomplishment from it but yeah uh, i don't nothing comes to mind other than that okay um another sort of where to go for help one and i missed this comment earlier i was just scrolling through my I guess, sister is having a hard time figuring out what she will do if and when she retires. I've tried to make suggestions without much success. Any thoughts on how we can help her? She's in her 60s. I do. And one of the, one of the things I do with, with coaching clients is we talk about the six life arenas, career and work, family, relationships, and, and those relationships, we're talking friends, non-family relationships, yeah. self you know, devoting time to yourself, spiritual and leisure. So those are six areas that almost anything you do can be put into those six areas. Well, if you do that in a pie chart now, for a lot of people before they retire, work may be 70%, 80%. I've had people tell me it's 90%. Mm. So have your sister create a pie chart with those six life arenas and set the percentages where she wants them to be. Okay, so maybe maybe career and work, you're going to cut down from 80% to 30%. Maybe you're going to take family from 15% to 30%. But do those six for you so that it makes sense for you where you want to spend your life. And then it will become obvious. And then you choose activities in each of those areas that you need to either give up or add. That's that's a good way to go about it, I think. Okay, and that, that's great advice. So it, you know, it sounds like my screen's a little glitchy, but hopefully you still still see me here. Um, you, you do need to be methodical about this, right? You do need to actually plan, have have a construct for how you approach, how you you want your retirement to look like. Even if it's a pie chart, that that sounds very corporate, but sounds exceptionally functional and helpful in, in this exercise, right? Yeah, and you know, Roger Whitney says dream big. And I think that's important. It, 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 it's why I like that retirement reimagined book from ordinary to extraordinary. Yeah. Allow yourself to think what is the best life you can imagine? Because a lot of the attributes of that kind of life don't cost you a penny. So it's your financial plan doesn't matter. Obviously, some things you might want cost money. So you have to work with your planner and figure that out. But yeah. most of what's important in life really doesn't have to cost a lot of money. My wife and I had a wonderful trip through Nevada and Utah doing the national parks. 
the the I think it's called the Great Five in Utah, wow. and we we spent almost a month out there a couple summers ago, and what a great trip! And you know, you it's just it's spiritual, it's it's healthy, it's it was just a wonderful trip. So think about what is an ideal life, and really dream big, and then figure out how to how to get as close to that as you can. Right. Good. And uh, so we're getting towards nine o'clock here. Maybe now if you can just, you know, we've mentioned the club, the club, the club, Roger Whitney. If you can just sort of, you know, talk more about what that is, what you do there, what, you know, what, what uh, Roger's thing is. Sure. The Rock Retirement Club. And if you want to learn about it, rockretirementclub.com. It is an online community of people basically five years away from retirement to five years into retirement would probably be 80 to 90% of the members. And we have a lot of educational resources. There's a lot of financial tools to help you build your retirement financial plan. And then the, the best part of it is just the community. It's learning from each other. It's finding someone who, if you're a year away from retirement, finding someone who retired last year and being able to pick their brains. So it's the forums and being able to communicate, communicate. Yeah. And your function, your involvement in that? So I bring, I do a lot of these kinds of private meetups there with people on a lot of these topics we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it, the the financial topics, you know, building your bucket strategy right, and, right. and implementing it, but whatever. Uh, so those are the kinds of topics. But uh, on the non-financial side, everything we've talked about tonight, I've done hour-long sessions on each one of them in the club where members can ask questions. And quite honestly, it's not me talking so much as it's getting other people to talk and share. And you'd be amazed in an hour how many good ideas you can get on each one of these subjects because you've got 50 people participating who have been there. Yeah. And and so for those who don't know, Roger Whitney, um, he, he's a retirement planner in Dallas, Fort Worth area. He's got a fantastic podcast called The Retirement Answer Man, one of my top few favorites, uh, and started up this membership Rock Retirement Club two years, three years ago at this point, I guess, right? Uh, there about. Yeah, that's right. Um, so you don't, I mean, you don't work for Roger per se. You're you're, you're a moderator slash member. Uh, I don't know what you call it. You know overseer of the club, but you're not part of his advisory business or anything like that. That's, right? that's correct. Yeah. I'm just in the club and, and, uh, they, the, they call me head of education. That's, that's more silly than anything, but yeah, what I do is I sort of curate good articles on all of these topics, both financial and non-financial, bring that in for discussion with members. That's part of my role there. Or, okay. you know, when a member has a question, you know how you spend all day, I'm sure, because I read your tax answers. I you must spend eight to ten hours a day answering. Your answers are so great. Thank you. To do that in the club for people. So okay. And uh, if people want to reach out to you directly, work with you, do, do you offer any sort of retirement coaching sessions or plans or one on ones? I do. If someone really wants it, I prefer to do group coaching, sort of like this, but. Uh, I, winning retirement coach is my website. So if someone wants to look at that, but I, I try to discourage people. I tell them to join a group somewhere. If it's not rock retirement club, it's, it's a community like you have here. Yeah. That I just think it's a, it's a and good way to scene. That's that. That was the second part of my previously recorded discussion with Kevin Lyles about the uh, softer side of retirement, the finding meaning and purpose and fulfillment in retirement, retirement readiness 
as uh, as Kevin likes to call it, which is a great way to sum it up. So I hope you all found it helpful. It's a little bit of a divergence from the typical stuff I, I, I chat about here in this podcast, which is often on the technical numbersy financial taxi kind of stuff, all of which is important. But this stuff is is uh, extremely important as well. Uh, I'm, I'm increasingly realizing it. I mean, I haven't lived it yet. I'm I'm 45. I mean, I'm doing a career and a job of, of my choosing. So part of me sort of feels like I'm, I'm almost retired, but not retired in the sense of I stopped working, retired in the sense of freedom of time and choice. I'm doing what I want to do. It brings me joy. It brings me meaning. It brings me purpose. It brings me fulfillment. And it provides an income, which I need because I'm, you know, I'm still in the in the thick of life. Um, but you know, I, when I left the corporate world, and I've worked at really large places for for 19 years, I was always around a lot of people. Between my commutes into Midtown New York and the offices I were in, which was you know dozens of stories high, lots of people coming and going, and my coworkers, I was surrounded by people all day to just turn around and have some idle chit chat or bounce ideas off of, or go out with drinks, uh, go out with them for drinks after work. All that stopped when I left that world to start up my own solo financial advisory practice. And I knew this was coming. Um, it, it's isolating and, and it was lonely and it still is lonely. And, and that's that's one of my biggest struggles now is social connection or lack thereof, where most of it used to come from from my employment. That's all gone uh, for the most part. I mean, I recently hired uh, uh, hired someone back in March this year. So, so she and I talk often, but it's a virtual role. Um, so we're not, you know, physically next to one another. So it's not quite the same as having coworkers live and in the flesh next to you. But so, so think about this stuff, right? Don't just go cold turkey into retirement without a plan for the retirement readiness, the softer side, the emotional side of things, the, the meaning and purpose and social connection, because uh, it will be an unwelcome surprise. I could, I could almost guarantee that. Anyway, hope you found this helpful. Not, not to be too much of a downer, but I just want to really get across how important this is. Even, you know, even though I don't pay enough attention to it in the show, it doesn't mean it's not important. It's just not my wheelhouse. I haven't haven't been there to live that. I can't speak firsthand to that. Uh, I mean, I can to some extent, but not not as much as someone who truly retired and tapped out of the workforce and is uh, you know doing traditional retirement, which, which is very different than than my stage of life when I'm doing now. That's all. So if you do like this podcast, again, uh, greatly appreciate if you would take a moment to leave a review on whatever listening platform you use to access this uh, this this glorious show. And check out retirementplanningeducation.com, where you can find links to this podcast, YouTube channel, Facebook group, and a whole bunch of uh, deliciously fantastic, freely downloadable stuff, charts, flow flow charts, checklists, forms, guides, etc. All click open. There it is. Boom. No names, no emails need to be given up. Nothing like that. All right. That's it. Thank you as always for listening. I'll see you next time. The information discussed in this podcast is only general explanations and education. It is not specific tax, legal, or investment advice. Before considering acting on anything you heard here, first consult with your tax, legal, or investment advisor. Thank you. Thank you.